Welcome to the Leadership Live Podcast, a conversational podcast with community members aiming to motivate, challenge, and inspire you to lead. Now, here are your hosts, Vanessa Bennett and Trey Darnell. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Leadership Live. Trey Darnell here with co-host Vanessa Bennett. Vanessa, how are you doing? I am fantastic. We're here with Kingsport City Schools Assistant Superintendent of Administration, Dr. Andy True. A pleasure. Thank you very much. It's a great opportunity. It's Good wonderful to have you here. Could you explain a little bit about what a superintendent of administration does? The easiest way I think I can explain it is to say, what do you generally think of when you think of schools? And that's the teaching and learning and the educational process that goes on with educators and kids. I got everything else. I I deal with all of the administrative issues, things like school nutrition and maintenance and custodial and and making sure, you know, all of those functioning things kind of happen, all the support systems that are there in order for the good teaching and learning to happen. So I'm kind of the everything else guy uh, when it comes to really helping support the work of all of those folks that do great things to help, you know, support the educational process. What is one of your favorite things about working for Kingsport City Schools? Uh, Boy, that's great. That's a great question. I would say knowing that uh, to be a part of a team that comes together uh, to really uh, to give so much for the sake of our kids, uh, having a higher calling. I was not originally an educator. I graduated from college with an undergrad in communications, worked uh, in media for a little bit, worked kind of in some marketing positions. In my late 20s, decided I think there's something a little more important about what I was going to do with my life. And that really led me into the education realm. By that point, I had married an educator and married into an educational family and, and had toyed with it a little bit with an undergrad, but did not go that route. And at that point, it was really you know thinking about what is kind of that higher calling? What is that greater purpose? for how I could spend my life. And I think really that is the root of why I enjoy working for Kingsport City Schools. It is a community of people that have that same mindset of going above and beyond and doing great things for children and families. And just to have a piece of that and a part of that and be able to support that work is is pretty incredible. So I think that was an excellent answer and I'm not surprised that is your answer at all, but I'm hoping your second favorite thing is being neighbors with me, right? Of course, of course, being, you know... (laughs) But, it, but you know, to your point, that that is a, a great another great aspect of the job is being able to connect with our community in so many ways and help build those bridges and help you know have those connections with uh, great partners in our community that share that belief that share that uh, that passion for kids. You know, the work that, that the chamber has done and you have done in order through you know, for leadership development and supporting schools like Roosevelt Elementary and, and all of that work. You know, educators aren't the only one that have a passion for our community and for our kids. And so to be able to help kind of tie some of those connections together is is a a really neat part of the work. Well, I was halfway teasing, but it is amazed me when we first decided to do this building adventure together, we just thought it was a good match because we needed space, you all needed space, and who knew the partnerships and the things it would create, you know, with us just being in the same building. You think about it, it's been about a decade now that we've been here together. 10 years, yeah, 10 years in April. And, you know, we kind of, I think, just verbalized it and said, you know, what kind of synergy could we have between Chamber, the business community? community, the school community tie all together. Doggone it, we've done it we for have. a decade and, and seen it grow in, in programs like Insight KCS. And that was modeled in a lot of ways off of Leadership Kingsport, the sharing of ideas and thought partners and kind of that, you know, all we talk about all arrows going the same direction and, and that we share that and, and the good that has come out of that relationship between the chamber and, uh, and the school system is just phenomenal. You mentioned Insight KCS. It's a program that I got to participate in a couple of years ago. I actually did it before Leadership Kingsport and I find both of them very similar, where 
Leadership Kingsport allows you to learn about the city of Kingsport. Insight KCS lets you learn about the same things for the school. And right as we were wrapping up, the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. What's it been like navigating that for a school system? Sure. Uh, Insight KCS, first on that, it, it really is just an opportunity that we want to give our community to kind of peel back the layers, go behind the curtain and see everything that goes on in schools. And I, I think the, the goal of that is, I think we all obviously went to school. We all have perceptions of what school is like, but what does that mean in Kingsport? And so that's a program really that it's six sessions over the course of an entire school year where we just really dive deep into what does the teaching and learning process look like? What is it like to ride a bus? What does the food taste like? You know, how do we make decisions on snowy mornings? All of those things together to let folks just really see the, the big picture. And we generally have a cohort between 10 and 15 a year. And it really is able to just kind of go behind the scenes and see what it is and answer questions. And for us, it gives us an opportunity to build advocates in the community so that when, you know, those individuals, and now we've, this is, I think, year eight for that. And so being able to have, you know, cohorts of folks in the, in the community when they're in their social groups, churches, you know, whatever, and they have questions about the school system that they have information to be able to share. Um, During the pandemic, that has been, I think, especially important because it has been, uh, you know, so much of the pandemic, I think, has caused us to have to operate in ways that we weren't structured for. The teaching and learning process is meant just inherently to be an interactive process, an interpersonal process as well between educators and children and children and children and, you know, working together to learn and to grow. And, you know, some of those barriers that we were forced into just because because of health and safety uh, and, and trying to navigate that. I, I think, and a lot of people had a lot of different opinions about the best way to do that. I think everybody, families, educators, uh, policymakers were all experiencing that in real time, having to adjust to something that had never happened before. And, and through, you know, everyone having really, I think, best intentions in mind about the best way to do that. And it has been challenging, I think, for teachers, for kids, for families to navigate through that in a way that hopefully is allowing us to continue to have those high level education educational experiences with families and with children uh, as we live this in real time. Uh, And so there have been logistical things that we've had to work through. There have been educational processes we've had to work through, policy issues we've had to work through, financial issues, all of those things together. And I think really it speaks to the quality of the Kingsport community in that, um, you know, you see some other places where that has created strife. And I think one of the, the hallmarks of our community is that even though we may have differences on the best way to accomplish things, we are all doing this with the intent of what's best for kids. And that has allowed us, I think, as a local community to navigate through this in a way that has really put us in the best position possible and and really allowed us to come together as a community to accomplish those goals. Well, I'm a proud alum of Insight KCS, and that's actually where I first met Trey. So we've reached the winter months, Mm -hmm. and you're quite famous during this time. Uh, A little Um, bit. (laughs) I I see posts on social media all the time. Come on, Andy True. Andy True, when are you going to make a call? And I think it's, it's much more than just saying, yes or no. You're pretty good at reading weather maps and trends now. So in two minutes, walk us through a winter weather day. Well, it, it is probably what I am. I feel like I get a lot of comments about, but also just to clarify, I am not the one. Ultimately, it's the superintendent that makes the decision on that. We have a team that works together. I get to be the one to make the phone call because of my work with the communications department. Uh, but it is a truly a team effort that we look for days in advance, looking at the forecast. You know, we're fortunate in this area to have some good partnerships with 
with our professional meteorologists to be able to, to rely on them to provide good information. Uh, the logistics of it turn into, you know, we, we day over day as, as weather approaches, we're looking at forecasts, we're trying to anticipate, plan ahead. You know, if we can make a decision on, a, on an evening, we'll do that generally by about nine o'clock. But if we can't, there's a team that actually gets up. Uh, we're on the road by about 3.30 in the mornings. We each have, uh, there are four of us, we each have zones within the city that we drive to be able to get a good look and we're communicating along the way and we're sending pictures and, and really, you know, doing that. We're watching the early forecasts as well. We joke about it because uh, we make the decision at 5.15 is kind of our go time as far as having to make a final call. We're trying to predict what's going to happen. You know, our buses generally start rolling a little before six. We drop off our last students a little after eight. So we're trying to predict by 5.15 what the weather's going to be like at eight <laughs> o'clock. And of course, it always rolls in right in the middle of that, you know, type of a commute. So that's the challenge, I think, is trying to pr- make predictions of what is you think is going to happen or is maybe going to happen hours in advance, kind of that way with early dismissals. Our, uh, you know, our school lets out generally at 2.45 or 3.30, middle and high at earlier and then the elementary at 3.30. But our last child is not dropped off at home until after five. So we're having to make decisions around noon, you know, 11 or 12, what the weather, we think the weather is going to be like in an afternoon at four or five o'clock. So trying to get the best information we can, work together as a team, work with the city. Again, the road crews are great to support us and, and make those kind of predictions and calls. And like I say, I get the, the fun of making the early morning phone call if we need to, to let, let kids know that they're out of school. That day. Well, I can't imagine that decision because I know sometimes we can look out the window here and there's nothing. Right. But, you know, 10 minutes down the road, it can be a total different picture. And we started lately sending out pictures of, you know, as like I say, we were sending pictures to each other in the mornings of what we saw, you know, in Rock Springs or in Allendale and Midtown and all that kind of thing. And we thought, why don't we send these out to the community so they That's know. That's a great so idea. To be transparent. So here's what we saw. this. As we wrap up our podcast, we like to ask our guest if they were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I, I am, as I get older, I find that I tend to have some eclectic tastes in things beyond work. I, you know, I do triathlon. I like some music that probably doesn't align with what you would think someone like me would like. Um, so I, something involving just, I don't know, kind of being all over the map. I, I just, I don't know. That's a great question. And as we close, we're going to do our rapid five questions. Okay. And I know you're ready for these. We'll see. What is your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show. Golly, I binge watch things. So it really depends on when. Um, if I had to pick one, we'll go either West Wing or The Office. I'm an Aaron Sorkin fan. I like the Newsroom, not The Office. I do like The Office, mm-hmm. but The Newsroom or West Wing are probably my two. Uh, what is the worst? haircut you've ever had? Probably the one I have now because I tend to cut, this is way too much information. I tend to cut <laughs> my own hair. And so it's probably what you're looking at now. Gold or silver? Gold. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Anyone for a day. I'd love to trade lives with my children. So I would know exactly what they're thinking when they state their opinions Ooh. of how I'm a parent. I would That's like to have that one. perspective. And it wouldn't be bad to be like 17 or 19 again. And your last question, which animal adds more joy to the world, squirrels or llamas? I'll go squirrels just because they can kind of go and do whatever they want to do and nobody really cares. Well, thank you so much, Dr. True, for being here today. Vanessa, do you have any final thoughts? I will see you soon, neighbor. Sounds good, neighbor. He's going to go upstairs and get to work. See you next Friday. Thank you for listening to this week's Leadership Live podcast, a partnership between Kingsport Leadership Programs of your Kingsport Chamber and Domtar. Domtar, the sustainable paper, pulp, and packaging company. Leadership Live is available 
wherever you get your podcasts.